to the Industrial Solutions Network podcast we call Connect Together. Uh, this is Justin Brunken, your uh, host that sometimes does podcasts. It's been a while, I know, but we are here live at uh, the Manufacturing Matters Expo in Omaha, Nebraska, with the CED locations in Nebraska. And there's some locations elsewhere. We got some people from Kansas City here in Renson House. And we have one person here from Kansas City, Renson House. Her name is Bernadette Paduska. Yes. Love it. Nice to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, we'll get to your life story here in just a bit. Um, you know, we're just getting started here today at this Manu- Manufacturing Matters Expo in Nebraska. What do you think so far of like the setup and this? Uh, it's a smaller sort of summit and expo. It's not like a big one like Automation Fair, but it's, it's absolutely, it's probably the biggest in Nebraska right now. What do you what do you think? Just your first impressions before you even get to the day. Yeah, no, it looks great so far. And I think having a smaller event like this is so great for networking and especially coming into it, not knowing many people because I am an intern. It's been great to meet so many people and to learn a little bit more about the industry. So Bernadette, you're brand new yes. to uh, CED or Renson House mm-hmm. location. So those are our Kansas City uh, location DBAs. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So we'll, we're going to get into this. This is more of like a career segment mm-hmm. here. And, and so people can get a feel for what an internship is from the person that's doing the internship <laughs> themselves. Um, but where are you from? What's your degree? What brought you to CED? Yeah, absolutely. Or so, Renson House. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no. I am originally from the Cedar Rapids area in Iowa. I'm from a small town called Lisbon, Iowa. It's, it has about 2,500 people, so pretty small. And after small. graduating from Lisbon High School, I went to Iowa State University, so a little bit <laughs> of a larger scene. And I am studying industrial engineering there currently with minors in general business and technical sales. And currently the sales engineering president there. And so it keeps me busy for sure and out of trouble, but enjoying it so far. And I'll be going back for my fifth year this year. So taking the victory lap. (laughs) I did five years too. Yeah, exactly. I think everyone does five years. Nothing to be ashamed of. The fun people do five years. (laughs) At least people that like have a life, like you got to work on the side. No no offense to the people that did four years. That's fantastic too. Um, So why industrial... What do you say, industrial Industrial engineering? Industrial engineering, yeah. Why that? So I came in, in high school I knew that I enjoyed science, but math, I mean, I still kind of struggled with math a little bit, but I enjoyed it when I understood it. And so going into it, I wasn't entirely sure what kind of engineering I wanted Mm -hmm. to be in because I knew it would be a great profession. It had really great job security and everything of the sort. And so I went in as undecided engineering originally, and then we took a class called Engineering 101, and that kind of exposed you to all the different kinds of engineering. I mean, there's 12 different types of engineering at Iowa State. I mean, it's a little overwhelming when you begin. Yep. And so, but then... No, nope, you got to name them all right now. Oh, gosh. Wait, well, wait, I could. There? There's 12. Okay, go. So there's agriculture and biological systems, chemical, civil, computer, electrical, industrial, mechanical... How many is that now? Uh, seven. seven. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How is there more than seven? That's crazy. Maybe there is seven. Maybe I'm making No, no, up. no. Probably not. You're <laughs> no. probably right. It's probably like some super specific, like supercharged chemical. But yeah, no. It's it, They're all pretty cool. And honestly, I was like, they Are all sound they? interesting. I was a civil engineer when I first started school. And like I took a whole class mm-hmm. about how to take dirt from this spot and move it <laughs> move to that it. spot. I was like, what is, how is this a whole class? Yeah, no. It's it's insane the classes that they come up with just to, it, like you go into some of them, you're 
like, how is their entire curriculum set out for just this one specific yeah. subject? It's crazy. But no, and then I learned about industrial engineering and something just kind of clicked. I mean, I'm, I love the communicative aspect of it and working with people. And I was really in between kind of, well, maybe did I want to go into business mm -hmm. somehow? Um, and seeing kind of the compilation of both kind of coming together with industrial engineering is what I really liked. And the fact, too, that they kind of mixed in there um, how to make things efficient, how to improve processes. <laughs> and I'm all about making things, you know, go as quick as possible and making efficiencies and everything like that. So just kind of it fit yeah. really well. And I've I've loved it so far. I mean, you just talked about our whole job right there, like yeah. the whole part of like making the process more efficient and improving their operations and everything. That is our job as, as a consultant for our location. So that's really cool. And, you know, if I could go back, I would do industrial like engineering too, because mm -hmm. like uh, I didn't know what I was getting into when I got into CED and Renson House and all these locations of just going into these manufacturing plants and just being in awe of like what is going on there and how they make all this stuff work and how they change things and how they improve. It's it's really cool. So I think you made the right choice. Uh, I, I think sure. so too. I think so. No, I've loved it so far and it's just, it's been a really interesting experience of going into it. But I mean, school, it has, it has been a challenge for sure, but I've always been a person to like challenges like that and everything of the sort. So it's been, it's been a great experience. Well, we're glad you're on board, but now that you're on board, I mean, okay, but first, why why Renson House? What what brought you to Renson House? There's yes. so many <laughs> different things you can do with industrial engineering and mm -hmm. in this manufacturing world. What's uh What's the deal with Renson House? So it all started, it was my sophomore year of school, and I was, like I said, I'm involved with the uh, national, the, let's see, the Sales Engineering Club, yeah, yeah. and they have a national competition every year. And so it was my very first, I had no idea what it was, and I mean, they needed participants in this competition. And so two weeks in, they're like, hey, you should participate in this. And I said, well, what is it? And they explained it to me. I'm like, well, sounds cool. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> so I got roped into this competition, and um, I, I enjoyed my experience. I mean, it's a, pretty much a case study with, um, you know, with technical sales. And so during the competition, Brian Homard, who is the manager at Renson House in Kansas City, he was one of the judges. And at that moment, he was like, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, potentially working for Renson House in Kansas City? And I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll consider it. Brian Homard was a judge? He was a That's judge, cool. and he still is. He's still very involved with it and now it's and now it's called the National Society of Sales Engineers and uh, I'm, I'm heavily involved with that as well and so is he and so um, yeah it kind of sparked from there and then this summer he got me um, on board at Renson House oh, and so awesome. yeah it's been kind of this long-lasting relationship since my sophomore year um, and so that's how I ended up here. So you know you've been with uh, Renson House for what uh, not quite a month? Since May 15th was my very first day. Okay, so two months. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so two months in, mm -hmm. uh, how are you feeling? What, what were your first impressions when walking in? The warehouse is huge yeah. in Kansas City. That was probably the coolest thing because in a lot of our classes we learned about you know inventory projections and how you know see we see all the the product flow and everything like that. But to see it in person and in the works within the warehouse is absolutely incredible, and the people are so fun to work around as well. And so yeah, going in, my first impression was a really positive one to to go in and, and to meet everyone. And after two months, it's still the same. It's or still what, the same. So what, <laughs> what is something after two months is like, whoa, you just didn't expect when working in the distributor side mm -hmm. of things in the industrial world? 
they do more than just supply parts. And that's, you know, kind of coming, I think that's a lot of people's perception looking at CED or Renson House is that they just supply parts. But they do so much more than that. I mean, they talk with, with customers, they provide solutions, and they're really there throughout the entire process. And so, yeah, they do so much more than just supply parts. And that's kind of what I was really surprised about because going in as um, an engineering major, I really wanted something technical. And I wasn't entirely sure how that was going to be included with mm -hmm. a distributor. But I've really been satisfied with my experience in being able to utilize those skills within the past few months. What's the one thing that you enjoyed most? Like, this is the thing from the last two months, like, so glad I was able to do. Well... So at the beginning of the summer, Brian assigned us some a project, and so my project was proactive inside sales. And he said, we have had this idea for a while, but we don't know how to execute it. We don't know how to go about it, so that's your job. And walking in and not really having much direction and just kind of trying to figure out and create something out of nothing has been so, so fun, and it's, and it's honestly fostered a lot of growth. And so I think that's probably the thing that's been the most thing that, like, thing that I'm most thankful for. Hmm. What's been the most challenging part of the last two months there at Renson House? Um, that, exactly. Oh. <laughs> that as well. I mean, yeah, I definitely, I've never really had much like project management experience, yeah. and so definitely creating something out of nothing is, it takes a lot of creativity and thought that goes into it because a lot of times if the project is already kind of laid out for you and you just have to do the tasks, I mean, that's a whole different thing, but when you have to create it yourself, that it, <laughs> it includes a lot more creativity yeah. than I anticipated. <laughs> well, I know we're never perfect, and mm -hmm. yes, customers out there, I know you. we talk about how perfect we are, Yeah. you know, oh, we do everything right. No, <laughs> we do not. And anyone that says they do, don't trust them. <laughs> but what, what is uh, something that you being there at two months would be like, man, I wish they did this better. I wish we, here's something that we've never thought of that we could be implementing to help our customers out or help what we do out better. So as being on the project of proactivity and proactive inside sales, I think it's just so important to continue that communication with our customers and the follow-ups and being proactive and being that first person to reach out because, I mean, this is truly a business of relationships. And if we're the ones that are able to be there first to help them out, I think that's just so important. I think that's truly valued by the customer. And so I think we do a great job with that already. But I think continuing that and even focusing on that even more so would just be so much of a value to the company. So going to... You've been to customers, right? You've been into some of the manufacturing plants, have you yet? So I've been to one so okay. far, and then my last two weeks of the internships will be outside sales. So. What is something that you'd love to tell the customer, like, this is what I could help you with, walking in there? You don't have to name the customer. <laughs> oh, goodness, that's a great question. I think walking in... I mean, you kind of stumped me on that one. No, no, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, walking into the customer, I think, I don't think there would be really, hmm. So to be like, honest, well, going into a customer, I think for the first time anyway, yeah. I think that's a really good opportunity just to learn. Yeah. And I don't know if suggestions would be really a great thing to tell them, oh, this is what we can provide you. Because, you know, every situation. That's a trick question. There you, go. you answered it great. <laughs> I think everything, you know, you go into a different facility and they're all very different. And so, especially me with, without having much experience, yeah. you know, it's, it's purely a learning experience. And so, you know, I have maybe a little bit of, of knowledge to yeah. provide, but really uh, not much. But I 
think Renson House and CED, they have such a great reputation that they know what kind of services and they know what kind of customer service that they'll be provided um, when they're involved with us. Yeah, I go into customers sometimes in these manufacturing plants and I don't know, like it's just so surprising like what goes into the process and I'm mm -hmm. always like, like I have no idea that this is what it takes to do this in the facility. Yeah, everything is is a method to the madness behind it, and it's every every little part. I mean, there's such a science with yeah. it, and especially when you walk into, I mean, even walking into Renson House's warehouse. I mean, it's. I mean, the vastness of it, and then to even go into a larger manufacturing facility to see these products being produced, I mean, it's it's an absolutely incredible experience. And so, and it can be overwhelming, too, because you walk in and it's just these, it's just a huge place with all of these different machineries going on, and it's, yeah, it's an incredible experience. Okay, this is awesome. Now we're down to the speed round, if you can uh, answer some oh, questions. So. <laughs> So in our careers, I mean, we, we believe um, that there's four things that kind of separate us out. And we hope that's the case. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about this a lot is uh, how much opportunity there is here, both like uh, in the industry itself and just in how many locations and what we do. And just like uh, electricity is always going to be around. <laughs> Manufacturing is always going to be around. Um, the industry itself, you know, that we're a part of in the manufacturing world is just incredible. And... Uh, uh, the culture that, of our locations and then also the ability that you can kind of be, you can steer the current, right? That's mm -hmm. what we say. You can kind of do your thing. You be you. So I'd like, to, I'd like to see if, like, you know, if that is the case and, like, what's, like, one thing you would say about each one of those. So when we talk about opportunity, what would you say uh, from your experience so far? With opportunity, I think you have the opportunity to really bring out your skills and really hone them and to develop them. And so uh, this summer, for instance, I've been able to create pretty much my own project and grow on the skills that I do have and create the systems and the structure of a brand new system that we're hopefully to impl implement in the business. And so having that opportunity and the ability to be able to use your skills in the way that you want to and to see how they can help improve the business is such a cool thing to be a part of. Awesome. Industry. What's so cool about it? The the people, honestly, and to be, you know, even here at Manufacturing Matters and to see people that are excited about manufacturing and excited about, um, you know, being with one another to exchange these great ideas. And so I think, honestly, the people in the industry are here to help each other. Steering the current. What what gives you the freedom to do what you want to do? You be you. So. Or do you? Yeah. Yesterday we had the opportunity. So I'm from the Kansas City uh, branch, and then we were able to see St. Joe's, and then the Omaha branch as mm -hmm. well. And they are so different. And to be able to to see how they operate with you know different managers or different people in the different areas, that has been really, really cool to see how they all operate so differently, yet all the same. And then the culture, like the culture of being a part of either distributor or even your location in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Everybody is 
passionate to be there. They want to be there. When I walk in the morning, they are all, you know, they're saying good morning to you. And I mean, if you're to be there in, <laughs> in, that, in the branch, I mean, you're gonna see the jokes flying from one end to the other. And to have that type of relationship and to see that kind of grow throughout the summer, it's, I've, I mean, you feel comfortable the moment you walk in. It's a very relaxed environment and it's, it's unlike any other place that I've really worked at. So what are you going to do the, how many months you got left? You got one and a half? I have August 9th. August 9th. is my 9th. last day. What do you yes. want to accomplish? This is the last question before you're done there. I would like to go out to more manufacturing facilities. I, I mean, that's what we study and that's what I have been exposed to with my, with my major and everything like that. So I would love to go out there and, and to see more of those and to meet more people with that. And of course, finish up my projects as well. <laughs> and, but yeah, I would really like to, to get out more because I think this is a really uh, a booming industry and to be a part of that this summer has been such a great opportunity. I'm very, very blessed to have it. Well, really appreciate the time. That is a perfect timing, mean, almost 15 minutes. Uh, you did fantastic. Thank you. Our first podcast, so yeah. <laughs> thank you for being a part of it. I mean, we're the, we're the biggest podcast in probably the electrical industry. Oh, of course. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the stats on that. I say it every time, and hopefully it's true, but who knows. Um, so again, yeah, this is uh, Justin Brunken. Uh, I'm with Bernadette Podus Poduska. 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 Close. Poduska. Um, Poduska from uh, Ransom House in Kansas City yes. via Ames and Iowa State doing industrial engineering. And from Leb Lisbon. Lisbon. Lisbon, yes. Lisbon, Portugal. I mean, Lisbon, Iowa. Yeah. I uh, wish. <laughs> you ever been? It's, no, I would I love to. It's on my bucket list. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I hear it's just absolutely amazing. So we're here again. So thank you so much. We're here again at the Manufacturing Matters Expo, um, you know, recording on the floor here in Omaha, Nebraska, with the CED Nebraska locations. But she is from Kansas City, the Ranson House locations, all a part of the Industrial Solutions Network um, of locations. So really appreciate you being on this podcast. And we're going to have a lot more segments coming up here at the Manufacturing Matters Expo, uh, talking about a bunch of different services, uh, more than just the careers that uh, Bernadette has been amazing to talk to us about, but talking about services, talking about solutions, talking about everything. So uh, uh, obviously, uh, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and uh, there'll be a lot more there coming up. So really appreciate it. And thanks so much, Bernadette. All right. Thank you. I did, man. Did in high school, I worked in the kitchen, and then they, they heard me talking, and they're like, hey, you'd probably be good in the drive-thru. So I went and did the drive-thru, and everybody told me, it's like, dude, you should be on the radio. So I, I was sitting here thinking about, you know, I'm going to be coming <laughs> up here to do this. It's like, should I try my radio voice? I don't yeah. know. I'm definitely not cut out for the TV. I mean, have you seen me lately? You have a face for TV. Maybe like late night. <laughs> Late night, 3 a.m., buy my OxyClean. When the or kids go to sleep, that's when you get on? Ooh, absolutely. So that's like, I should be in bed already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sleep's important. Man, I, I get, I don't get much sleep because, you know, I'm always trying to hustle and work. I, I wake up 4 to 5 o'clock in the morning, I go straight to the office. What? I work till it's 4 or 5 time. in the afternoon. 
And then I'm always working at night because the people, what I do matters, right? But it matters to my employees and the strategy and stuff we put together really matters to the business and the people that we I'd touch. I'd actually save this for, you know, when we start You should have already been recording. It is recording. No, perfect. But I didn't really have my intro, so I'd have to do a lot of editing. So. Well, you know what? I like to make your life hard. <laughs> that was, I was getting the gains right, and so... Well, so... My intro, I'm Brian Homard. Stop and it. Darn glad to meet me. <laughs> Kidding. Welcome back to the Industrial Solutions Network podcast called Connect Together. We're still at the Manufacturing Matters Expo in Nebraska for the CED locations of Nebraska, but I don't have anyone from the CED locations with me. I have Brian Homar from Renson House, our Kansas City Industrial Solutions Network location. He has been nice enough to join us, I think for the first time ever. It is my very first podcast, so if it's terrible... You can only get better from here. I, I can't wait. Do you listen to this voice? This voice is made for podcasts. Well, you know, I, I feel like it should be on the radio. I really do. <laughs> we'll, I should we'll work on that. We'll work I, on that. I, you know, besides the story about the drive-thru at McDonald's, I, wore, I did a buddy of mine was in communications at UCA. Yeah. And we would do a weekly sports talk for two hours every Wednesday from four to six. Huh. So that was pretty fun. It, you know, not many people actually listen to the UCA radio station. I don't, I don't think that many people listen to this, but we, we record it for those diehards that do listen to it. Well, Have you listened to any episodes? I, I actually, I am subscribed to it. It's on my podcast, oh, though. Nice. I, I don't listen to many podcasts, but I have listened to a few, and mainly from the Ray Odom event last year yeah. down in Little Rock. Uh, some really good stuff came out of that. Um, I just haven't jumped on really big on the band, uh, the podcast bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's about to. Bingo. I got me. And you're I talking to people that do listen lesson. to podcasts. So uh, these people that listen to our podcast are amazing. You guys are You guys awesome. rock. Absolutely. You guys keep me doing this for some reason. I love it. Uh, well, anyways, we got uh, Brian Homard uh, on the podcast to talk about a few things, to give a perspective from the manager side of things. And we just had a partner on uh, from Industrial Panel Solutions, uh, IPS. Um, and we kind of talked about what they do. But why don't we talk from our end on the importance of partnerships and how we go to customers with these sort of partners that are exhibiting here at Manufacturing Matters Expo? Yeah, so you know, one thing I always talk to our, our salespeople, our trainees, anybody who comes through is we don't want to sell parts. We want to sell partnerships. So the, the question is, always comes up, well, what does that mean, right? I hate to say it, but a lot of what we sell from a piece parts or a hardware perspective is getting commoditized. Mm -hmm. There's very little that we actually sell that really sets us that much further apart. Don't right? say that too loud. There's exhibitors next door. Yeah, and you got Rotala and Hoffman standing next to each other over there. Yeah. They both sell the same thing. That's what I'm getting at. Everybody makes something that works in the place, right? But when we go in with our people, our value-add services that we provide, uh, that's what really sets us apart and allows us to, to go in and talk to people about building a partnership and providing a solution. 
I once walked into a large food manufacturer in Russellville. That was one of my accounts whenever I was a young PC manager. And the, the guy that just took over the maintenance manager role said, uh, I don't like salespeople. I, you don't need to be coming around. And I said, well, good for you. I'm not a salesperson. I'm a solution provider. I'm here to build a partnership with you, sir. And I had a weekly standing meeting with him. And hmm. we, we ended up owning that account at the end of the day. But it's, it's having that mindset, right? I don't want to be there for a one-time sale. This is long-term. Our clients, our customers are the ones that feed us day in, day out. We have to continue to earn their business, right? But we have to think outside the box. We have to stop sticking inside this little gray box of this is what we do. The answer is yes. How? Well, by God, we got a great team behind us to help us figure that one out, right? That's right. I always say... Um we don't really connect products anymore. We connect people. So how? Yeah. So when you're talking to a partner and a customer, like when you bring a one of these partners in with you, like Rital or Hoffman, mm-hmm. uh, they have some stuff that's commoditized, some stuff that they think is like super important, and like customer may think like that thing is perfect for their solution. What would you tell them on how to go together and connect together into those plants to give a solution? Man, that's a an interesting question. I mean, we just go do it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's really all it is, right? Uh, we want to... So how do we get them together out to provide a solution? Yeah, so I mean, like, if, if you have, like, okay, so Hoffman's coming in mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. into, which is, they're presenting here, and it's like, we need this solution. This is a big part of it, like, and with our uh, control panel solution uh, provider as well, too. You're all going in there. You know, what would you tell them? Like, hey, we're getting ready to go and talk to this customer about this solution. This is how we can do it together. What would you say? Exactly what you just said. <laughs> I mean, truly. I mean, that's what it is. I, you don't want to sugarcoat anything because at the end of the day, in this hot summer sun, that sugar's going to melt off and it's going to stink. So you got to be upfront and honest with your people, right? That's right. Your partners are partners. Your wife is your partner, right, Just That's right. So you're honest with her. You tell her everything, right? It, well... Yes. Things she needs to know. Yes, of course. Exactly. I know Megan listens to this podcast. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, you, 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 you lay it all out there for them. Here's our goal. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. But we can't keep our blinders on and just be focused on this, right? We have to be creative at times to provide these solutions together. And I'm going to ride or die with you, right? I'm not going to sell you down the river. You're my partner. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a collection of just intelligence, too. Like, everyone has, like, their specific piece of knowledge of, I guess, their product, their solution, what the customer wants. Like, all that combined, I think, is pretty special. So you want to talk about knowledge? Yeah, let's talk Let about Let me drop knowledge. you some knowledge. Whenever, <laughs> 2007, I was in my interview with uh, Bob Opperman, who was our training director yeah, at the yeah. time. He said, so what do you know about electricity? Uh, I said, well, I plug my toaster in the wall, push down, bread turns brown. How? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a marketing guy. I have a marketing degree. Let Let's me tell see. you, it was heat, Brian. Uh, my just question kidding. is, where's the bread really going? How's it <laughs> no, get brown? Right? It pops up. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but uh, that, that, what I'm getting at here is I'm still not a technical mind. I don't know what, why a scan rate of an L83 processor is so important with it being, I know being fast is good. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I know that. But I got people supporting us that know what that means and why it's important, right? So us as salespeople, we just have to have our eyes open. Yeah. And, and be able to pull the resources 
to help continue build upon partnerships. I think pull the resources is, is right on. I mean, that's what the definition of this event, this Manufacturing Matters event that we're at right now is because you're pulling together mm -hmm. you as a resource. Of, you can get it done from the distributor side, right? And then you have Absolutely. these other... Uh, integrator partners that can get it done on the actual delivery side. Then you have the manufacturers here of these products that can get it done on like, well, this is the specific part that will get that specific solution done for you. And we're like bringing all these people together and these resources and stuff like that. Absolutely, 100%, man. That, that's how you provide a solution. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're solution providers. That's right. I know I said salespeople a second ago, but uh, it, that being able to pull these multiple resources, connect people together is you know, we're providing solutions to sometimes the problems that they don't know that they have until they see something like this, right? Yep. They may see something out here on the show floor and say, my goodness, we've been needing this, and here it is right in front of us, hmm. right? I mean, that kind of stuff happens. What's a, I don't want I don't, sorry to put you on the spot, mm -hmm. but you know, like an example of like one of those, like someone, a customer is there, it's like, oh, I had no idea. And then I saw something here. Well, or another I, so Expo or Rockwell Automation Fair. I'll be the customer. Yeah. I was at an event, and I came across one of the Rockwell partners, Point 0.8 Power. Uh, they're a solution provider. Pro, oh, I believe they're an SP with Rockwell, but they're, they're, they're important. They do custom gear. And I'm, I, I have this unique project going, and I... Uh, I'm beating my head against the wall because lead times with standard manufacturers, some of the gear manufacturers wouldn't make it because it is a unique stacked product. And so I see it and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's right here in front of me. They, this company does exist, right? And I was there with one with the client. It was an automation fair. And the engineer was like, this is what we need. And it, it, was, it was beautiful from there, right? I mean, it's just you have those aha moments like this. This is it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're talking, I mean, stuff, these operations are pretty personal. It's not just like, oh, they're just doing their job. Some of them do, but like we were talking even safety earlier, that it means way more. It's like that, like people's livelihoods and families are like kind of like sometimes on your mind of like, you know, they're in your hands somewhat. Like it's personal. So some of these like solutions that you've never seen before, like are a big deal. It keeps you like, you know, being able to sleep at night. It, it, it really is amazing the technology that's coming out and the things that that's out there that that do safeguard machines and uh, you know I I unfortunately have seen uh, I've had several incidents in our career in my career so far uh, at at factories but it's unfortunate when that stuff happens but the key is we can come in and make it better right. Um, we're actually working through one right now with the client. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they have out there, it, it's it's amazing. People just need to sit back and think about that that question you just posed. What happens if I don't come in tomorrow because of this? Yeah. Right. Jeez. Let's talk about the future. Let's get away from that topic. Yeah, that's scary, man. <laughs> I want to be here tomorrow. Uh, where do you see the industry now and where it's going from your eyes? It is constantly evolving. I look back to 07 when, we, when I started in this industry, and it is night and day difference. And that's a matter of oh, 12 years, right? You, you and I started oh, roughly yeah. the same time. That's right. uh, so it is completely different. Now, the, you, there's two things I can really point to being different. Obviously, technology. I mean, my iPhone changes every freaking month, it seems like. Mm -hmm. 
but so does our technology. It continues to evolve, right? We're, we're constantly, uh, our partners are constantly finding ways to do things more efficiently, uh, improve processes, increase clients' uptime, um, reduce costs, right? Um, the other thing that uh, I really see is just our, our mindset when we go in to talk to people. Hmm. Elaborate. Well, in the past, we, we were just so focused on selling Alan Bradley and selling parts, right? With this whole AIM Services um, rollout that we did over the last year, and, and we always have talked about providing solutions or like, hey, let's do services. Yeah, it's Everyone a real talks thing, about providing man. Solutions and but but it's a real thing because we do it. Yep. Right, and we're doing it really well. Uh, it's a culture shift, right? It goes back to what we talked about earlier. How how a lot of what we do in this world is becoming commoditized and setting ourselves apart. That's what we have to do. And the other thing that really sets us apart is the people behind the scenes, right? Our team, our people being providing value. It is what sets us apart from the Amazons, the Grangers, the McMaster cars of the world where you have a catalog or a great uh, online interface uh, or some of our other automation competitors that are online, right? Our local people, the local decision-making ability, that is what sets us apart. And that is one thing that continues to grow, but it doesn't change. Yeah, you know, we were talking earlier, and you said, yes, people, that's one of the topics I was going to talk to you about. People matter, right? And uh, you know, I was trying to think of evidence of that, and I know you have a ton of evidence, but even, even just at this event, why, with all the resources on the Internet right now, why do people show up here? We have close to 300 show up to, to talk to us, talk to the AIM services, talk to the partners, talk to the vendors, talk to other people in the facility already, right? Like, they still show up here. There's something to be said about a face-to-face -face handshake relationship, you know what I mean? There really is. It is a, when you buy your car insurance, some people go to Geico because it's online, it's easy. I buy mine from a gentleman down in KC that I am friends with. He may not be the lowest priced person in town, but I know I can trust him. And because we've had this face-to-face -face conversation. We shook hands, you know, we, we understand each other. Um, you buy from people you like. At the end of the day, people still, uh, when you buy something like this, right, you, you build, build these partnerships, you buy from people you like. Why, why, okay, so why should they like you? Because we provide value. We provide service. So it all goes back to our people being <laughs> extremely important in our vendors, our partners, our resources that we pull in. Yeah. That, that is our, you know, those people provide a value. Me? Like, if I'm an account manager, uh, put my account manager hat on here, solution provider, <laughs> I'm a coordinator. I know enough to be dangerous in this world, fairly dangerous, but I'm a coordinator. I notice something or a conversation's had, I'm pulling people, getting the right technical person or right product person or right manufacturer in front of our clients, uh, you know, engaging with inside sales, which backbone of our business, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if there's special terms on a project, working with back office, make sure the billing is going right because, you know, we are flexible as a company yeah. to help our partners out. Yeah. Again, going back to connecting people. And I, as a marketing person, I'm going through this whole, like, how, you know, every company out there, and even you, 
people listening, your organization's like trying to figure out like what to do online. And I'm, I constantly think like, well, how do we connect all these people online? And it is really tough. You know how to connect people? Mm-hmm. Just bring them in and have them in That's a room it. and talk. And like you that have them it. at this event too. And now you're bringing in, like I said already, the vendor, the integrator, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Rockwell automation person, the, the Renson house person. And now you have six people, six minds trying to figure out this uh, solution for your facility. It's like, that's crazy. How much that's worth? There's so much (laughs) that happens in the simple conversation versus uh, me typing, right? Uh, You you just, you can't really get deep into what you're really trying to solve unless you know the exact part. But that's back to parts rather than forming a partnership out there on the show floor with your vendor, an integrator, a manufacturer, whatever, right? That is... Yeah, the online interface, we have to do something, right? And we're making great strides. Our portal, MyConnect, is great and getting better daily, mm-hmm. especially considering where we started with the shop CED site. Mm-hmm. Um, making that more of an information hub. Everyone knows. We just be honest on this podcast. Well, I mean. Heck, yeah. No, don't hold it, back. It, it's great. Always be transparent. That's where that's Dude, where the trust comes in, too. Back so to like, sugarcoating that. Yeah, you know? heck, yeah. Don't sugarcoat it. I know we're selling ourselves constantly. We'll get to some tips for, you know, talk to you guys that are listening to the customers. But, but yeah, I, I agree. Go ahead. It, and, and, and it's an informational hub, right? It needs to continue to be that. But we can't take our people out of this. Mm-hmm. If you want to process your orders through it, yep. get quotes, great. But yeah. our people have to be engaged in, in being there to solve problems or solve problems before they know they have a problem. Yeah, and local people, too, that are there, that, that, take, that take things personally at these manufacturing plants. So right? I, 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 That I, go out to lunch with them and dinner and, like, I, I have, kids I, hang out. I've had the great joy of managing and, and working with a lot of great people from a small profit center. At one point, it was me and one other person. <laughs> to uh, now in Kansas City. Um, and, and I had my interns on the way up here, and we stopped in St. Joe, Missouri. Um, they're proud. Those guys are really proud of their business, and they should be, right? It's something to be said, these these smaller communities in the tight-knittedness, right? They, and that's how it was when I ran Russellville. I, we were proud. Now, I'm proud to run Kansas City. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Everywhere, we're proud, and we're proud of our city, and we're proud of the solutions we're providing in those cities. Yeah, but it's a different feel inside those smaller communities because it, it every little thing matters. Every little thing that you do above and beyond, and you see each other at the grocery store because there's only one one grocery store, you know, sometimes yeah, no. in some of these communities, if they have one. Um, it, so it it really that's when the relationships continue to blossom, right? Yeah. You're at church with them on the weekends. Yeah. You know? Manufacturing, this is going to sound so cheesy because this event's called Manufacturing Matters, but manufacturing does matter in those communities, like big time. That's what like runs a lot of those communities, and, and we're running that with them. I was like, out in West Kansas and Solomon, Kansas, okay, uh, just two days ago. Only thing in Solomon, Kansas, there's a little general store, a little park. I think there might have been a church. There's a post office. But half that community, literally half, I think it's population 800, 400 plus are employed at one manufacturer in that town. Some towns, that's all it is, is manufacturing. Manufacturing is a backbone of this country. This is, this is what makes America great. Is our people working hard and, and, uh, and really driving our economy. Manufacturing in America 
is what matters. So you're talking to those manufacturing plants out there. What are some tips to them? Like they, you know, they're working day to day, trying to do their thing. Like, you know, they're just trying to go day by day. They're trying to do their job. So right? what what do you have advice for them to make their jobs easier to 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 move up in the company? And yeah. what can they do? I would say, you know, <laughs> it's cl- <laughs> in our world, we use the fear of waiting. You know you have a problem. Why wait to fix it? Okay? And that's going to go back to all this modernization talk we've been talking about. Um, What's that cost of downtime versus the cost of doing it now? Or having a plan ready to go? I know it may cost 30 grand to replace your PLC5 system and get it all reprogrammed and put in, but how many hours are you going to be down when you lose it? You know? Mm-hmm. It's looking ahead. Don't be afraid to. Don't be afraid to modernize or migrate, because you fear the unknown. Okay. Um, I would also encourage people to uh, look at the total package, not the like we call it the total cost of ownership. Don't pay attention to just an acquisition price. If you're already buying everything from me. I hope you are, whoever's listening. And you're issuing one PO for one part that I could be selling you over to my competitor. How much is that PO price? You're buying it from them because I'm $3 high, but that PO costs you 50 bucks each time you cut it. Total cost, right? You have to wait two weeks to get it from them. I have it in stock. What's that cost of waiting? They don't stock it. I stock 20 of them. You use five a year. Why are you stocking five every time? You know what I mean? It's like the total cost of things. If you go into a partnership with that kind of mindset as a manufacturer or partner, um, and you really sit back and analyze those things, you'll become more efficient. You'll you'll make better decisions on on uh, in what you're doing. So I hope that answers that question. It's kind of a roundabout answer, I guess. <laughs> no, that works. Hey, I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean. You're right. It's human behavior to like, man, it's like I'm, I'm stuck on this budget. I don't know what to do. It's scary to do all this stuff when I can just go day to day. And right. And, mm-hmm. and how do you make that more uh, comfortable to want to take those steps, right, to advance the facility? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's scary. And it's tough. And, and it's tough to have that conversation. And how do you tell that uh, either in person or online or whatever? So it's tough. It, it is. And um you know, whenever we have those conversations, we, we're kicking off a modernization assessment at a pretty large uh, site, a million-plus square foot, uh, and they know they have problems. They do. Uh, but this is the starting point. We put together a plan, right? We, we help them through this. And, and also, beauty of who we are and how we operate, me being the... Uh, uh, the PC manager in Kansas City, I can make some concessions or we can get uh, you know, some flexibility on billing yeah. if, if we need to, if that number is too big for them to bite off in one swoop because then maybe they don't have CapEx approved, right? It's going to have to come out of operating. Well, I mean, if we need to finance it out, we can. Mm-hmm. It's all a business, right? Yeah. It's still business decisions. But a lot of our competitors, or if you go online, it's going to cost you X right then and there. Right, yep. and that, that's more that freedom and flexibility of a local partner. We are a local company. 
these uh, people who benefit from this are located inside our profit centers. Um, and so they care. We want to work hard. We want to work hard for our clients. And we want to create, be creative with our solutions. And we want to hold our clients' hands throughout this entire process because it is scary, right? Um, I, I personally, if I were a manufacturer, I, I would want to be known as the guy who was forward-thinking, who saw the need, put together the plan, hopefully execute the plan, rather than the guy who knew there was a problem and did nothing about it. I agree. I think people want to be that hero, for sure. Then do it. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's awesome. That was actually a more serious conversation than I thought I was going to be with you. Hey, man, I, it was emotional, and it I liked is, it. No. I am passionate, man. I know. I, I, I can am, tell. By God, I am passionate about what we do. I know. Uh, that's that's like the general consensus I get uh, here is like, you know, Everyone I've talked to so far has been passionate. Maybe it's those, those are the people willing to get on a mic. <laughs> but you know, I uh, I really am passionate. I'm passionate about our clients. I'm passionate to help people. But what I'm most passionate about are, are our people. You know, we have a great staff, uh, and this company has a bunch of great people working for it that provide that value, and that's what sets us apart, and that's what's going to continue to drive CED, Renson House, Keith Lee Patterson. Wholesale. I mean, not whole, whoa, not wholesale. Royal wholesale. Um, <laughs> Royal Rosebach. Industrial Solutions. There we go. Columbia Electric Supply. <laughs> All of our DBAs. That's what's going to continue to drive us and make us better. Yeah. And better than our competition is because our people providing value because we care. Great segue. Yeah. All those locations part of the Industrial Solutions Network. We are calling all these locations Industrial Solutions Network because we are working together, but also working local. There's there's things we do. There's common solutions, common things with AIM services that we've talked about already in different podcasts uh, that we're trying to do and go to market. But again, it's still people. It's still local. Excited to have you on and tell mm-hmm. us all about this, Brian. Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity. I, I You know me, I like to talk. <laughs> I need, uh, before I do my call off with the info, I need... I already heard a couple of those, like, Arkansas and sort of, like, sayings. I need one more. That's appropriate. Thank you. Uh, Woo pig. Woo pig go bears. <laughs> no, not that uh, one. Uh, man, I, you know, I just ate lunch, and I'm, I'm fuller than a tick on the back of a hairy dog's back in a hot <laughs> summer in Arkansas, man. All right. This is the Industrial Solutions Network podcast at Manufacturing Matters of Expo in Nebraska. Uh, You can find this podcast. You can listen to old episodes, subscribe to listen to new ones, listen to this one on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search for the Industrial Solutions Network. uh, Connect together. Um, Are you going to say something? We'll pick up. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to do my outro here, and I don't need that. I don't need that. Um, I believe that we will win. That over there, being obnoxious, is Brian Homard out of Kansas City. He is the manager of Renson House there. Thank you so much for being on, giving your passion, your perspective, and love it. Um, Until next time, really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you, sir.